Matthew, the third chapter, Matthew 3. You glad to be in church this morning? Are you comfortable? You know, uh, family is God's idea. God's idea. Uh, the scripture says, one of the prayers in Ephesians 3, he said, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Part of the family is down here. A bunch of the family is already over there in heaven, but just the same family and just the same one Father over all the family. My father in the faith, Kenneth Hagin Sr., who's in heaven, part of the family that's already in heaven, he used to say when he'd read that verse, uh, he'd say, uh, the father and the family. He said, that sounds homey, doesn't it? Homey. That's because it is. And Romans 8 talks about we've not been given the spirit of fear, again, to bondage, but we've been given the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba. Abba means daddy or dada. Yeah, it's, it's a real basic word that a, uh, an infant might say. Dada. The, the spirit of adoption makes you feel apart, makes you feel like you belong. Let you know, bears, uh, Romans 8 goes on to say, the, the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. What is he bearing witness with us about? What is he letting us know? That we are the children of God. Hallelujah. We're not outsiders. Right. We were, right. but not since we've been born again. Amen. We are in the family. Part of the family. When Jesus was raised from the dead and the women saw him, right after some of the women saw him right after he had been raised from the dead, he told them, he said, go and tell the other disciples, tell them that I'm going to my father and your father, my God and your God. This is a tremendous statement. What Jesus has done has allowed those who believe to become ever bit as much a son of God as Jesus himself is. That's an amazing statement. Is it true? He said, my father and your father. My God and your God. Somebody say out loud, I have a father. father. The greatest father father. there's ever been. Hallelujah. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is also my Father. My Father. Now something that you'll see in this verse in Matthew 3, when Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan and he came up and the Holy Spirit came on him, descended and came on him uh, like a dove, Matthew 3 17 says, and a voice came from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
of all, of all the things the father could have said over the master at this special momentous occasion, this is what he said. Two, two main things. This is my beloved son. And what else? In him, I'm well pleased. I'm well pleased. You see this again. You see uh, in Matthew 17 and 5, when uh, he took Peter, James, and John, they went up on the mount, and he was transfigured. And uh, Matthew 17, 5 says, While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, what did he say? This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Same thing he had said at the baptism, added one thing, listen to him. <laughs> How many think that's some of the best advice you ever got? Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect Father pleaser. Listen to him. And you'll see this in more than one case. I mean, this is repeated to us in Second Peter. Peter recounts this many years later, Second Peter 1 and 16. He says, We've not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And he's referring to that day when they were out there on that mountainside where Jesus started to glow <laughs> so bright. Uh, that, uh, and then the, this voice came from heaven of the Father speaking. He said, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty for he received. From God, who? The who? God, the Father, honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard it. Peter says, I'm a witness. I was there. We heard it. And we were with him in the holy mount. In every child, there is the desire to please your father, to be accepted, to be approved by, and maybe even to impress. There is this strong thing. In every son and every daughter. And the reason why it's there is because it's revealing what is between us and our great father. Our heavenly father. Every part of our being is made to please him. And it is the only way we can find satisfaction and fulfillment. All things were made by him, Revelation says, and for his pleasure or to please him. 
Sadly, much of his creation is not pleasing him. But it was made to please him. And it can never be satisfied not pleasing him. And especially a child of God. Somebody that has accepted Jesus. That has been born again. Whose spirit is alive to God. There is no amount of money. Apart from God that can satisfy you. There's no nice things. Houses, cars, lands, boats, yachts, jets. Nothing can satisfy the inside of you except pleasing Him. (laughs) Can you say amen? Amen. That's it. If you don't please Him, nothing will satisfy you. You can't enjoy a $100,000 car, a $300,000 car. You can't even enjoy it if you don't feel like the Lord's pleased with you. You can't enjoy a house. I don't care how big it is, how nice it is. If you feel like you've displeased Him and you're out of the will of God, you can do everything you know to do with that house. And it will not fill that place on the inside of you. It will not, you can have a thousand houses and it won't make you feel like you are what you're supposed to be or fulfilling your purpose. We are created to please him. Hallelujah. And wanting your father's approval is right when it comes to God. Needing his approval is reality. Because he is our creator. We're dependent on him for our every breath. It's it's amazing how people don't think they are. Well, there's oxygen already down here. How did it get here? Silly. (laughs) If our star wasn't sustained, if gravity wasn't upheld, every millisecond, The atmosphere would fly off of this place. He didn't just make us. He sustains us. Every millisecond. All the power. They're sustaining the universe. And we have no idea how much that is. Our star is just one of billions and much more. What's What's keeping all this going? The Bible says so. All things are upheld by the word of his power. Hallelujah. The power emanating from the throne of God is beyond description. And you know who's sitting on that throne? Your daddy. Which makes you somebody. Because of whose child you are. Makes you somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Actually I ministered in a, a place where guys were in rehabilitation a few years back. 
And that's the message the Lord gave me. Who's your daddy? <laughs> they liked it too. It went, and it went over good. Because a lot of guys would say, I, I never had a daddy. You do now. Amen. I said, you do now. Amen. The best daddy there's ever been. Amen. And it's right to want to please your daddy. In fact, you can't be happy unless you do. Your heavenly father. Look with me in the book of John. John 4. Is this okay today? John 4. 31. Jesus had paused by the well at Samaria and wound up talking to this woman. While he was there with her, his disciples had gone to get him something to eat. And uh, when they came back, his disciples prayed him. They said, Master, eat. And he said to them, this is the Young's literal translation, says, I have food to eat that you've not known. I have food to eat you don't know about. And the disciples looked at one another and they said, did somebody bring him something to eat? Because we, we, we went out there to get it, you know, and it's not like it is now. You can't just go to the drive-thru. I mean, I don't know where they had to go to get some food and how long it took. They didn't jump in the car. And then they get back and say, somebody brought, why didn't they tell us? Somebody brought him something to eat. And notice what the master says. Jesus said to them, my food is that I may do the will of him who sent me. And finish his work. My food. Well food. Is what you. What satisfies you when you're hungry. Food. Is what you need. To have strength. To go on. What is necessary. To our spirit being. As vital. As getting a meal is. To keep your body going. Is doing. What he sent you to do. And finishing his work. Pleasing him. Makes life. Not only bearable. But enjoyable. If you're not pleasing him. If you're not seeking his will. If you're not trying to do. What he created you to do. Again. No amount of money. No amount of secular success. I don't care if your picture's on every magazine. I don't care if you're the most famous movie star in the world. Uh, you can see in the lives of some of these guys. They have everything that people think they want. And they are not happy. They go to the therapist three times a week. They're using every kind of substance. Not, not all of them, but a lot of them. And it just reveals... What people think success would satisfy you and make you happy, it will not. It will not. Because it's not what you were made for. If you're using something for a different purpose than what it's made for, it's not going to fit. It's not going to work. I was not made for sin. I was not made to serve the devil. 
I wasn't even made to serve myself. Come on, y'all listening. I was made to serve and please the one who made me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's one of the reasons why we pray over our food. It's not supposed to be just a religious ritual. You call it sanctified, and then you call that biscuit into the ministry. <laughs> you, want, you know what I'm talking about? You call them taters into the ministry. You say, taters, I'm taking you in, and you're going to give me strength, and we're going to serve God. With these taters. And every part of your life can become significant. Even the small common details can become significant when it is all being used to accomplish his purpose. And that allows him to get involved in the smallest of things. When it's dedicated to him. And used for his. To to accomplish his will. He said my food. It's like this. The thing that satisfies me. The thing that fills me up. The thing that gives me that full. Content. Satisfied feeling. Is not just natural food. It is. Doing. The will of him that sent me. And finishing his work. Somebody said out loud by faith. Say, by, say. Faith. by the grace of God. I will finish my race. And finish my course. Hallelujah. By his grace I will do what I was put down here to do. I will be what he made me to be. Nothing else will ever make you happy. Nothing else will ever satisfy. I was made, you were made to please Him. Look with me also in John, the eighth chapter. John 8. I believe the Lord's helping us with this today. Do you? Phyllis and I remark frequently that we are so thankful that we didn't chase foolish dreams of our own for 20, 30, 40 years before we uh, got busy about finding his plan, following him. We we got into it pretty quick in in our late teens. And... uh, so thankful because some things just take time. And if you wait too late, you can miss out on some opportunities. The Lord has a way of making some things up to you. Uh, you look what he did with Jesus in three and a half years. So if you really give yourself to him, he can help restore what's been lost. But you keep waiting, keep waiting, keep chasing your own dreams. Uh, you can look up and your time be over. Because you're not down here indefinitely. But... Uh, like we, you know, we prayed over the, uh, our graduates uh, last Sunday and, and the Sunday before. That's when we read that verse. Serve the Lord in your youth. Is that right? Give Him uh, your, your fresh 
and your best, not your old what's left. Now, if all you got's old and what's left, give it to him. (laughs) But you'd be better off not, how many think you'd be better off not letting the world wear you out for 50 years and then saying, okay, God, I'll give you what's left. He'll take it and can use it surprisingly, amazingly. But he could have done more if you'd have given him more. We can't do anything about the past, but let's don't waste another day. What do you say? Let's don't waste another day only doing what we want, only doing what we think other people want us to do. There's somebody else to think about. My father. Come on, sit out loud. I am am a daddy pleaser. pleaser. (laughs) I'm talking about your heavenly daddy. We say, you're a daddy's boy. You got that right. I'm one of the biggest daddy boys you ever saw. Hmm? What? I live to please him. I live, I exist. I breathe. (laughs) I move to make him happy. If I don't, I ain't going to be happy. Making him happy makes me happy. That's what Jesus said. That's my food. That's my food. Making, making him happy. Pleasing him. Doing his will. Finishing up what he sent me to do. That's my food. That's my food. John 8. 28. Jesus said to them. When you have lifted up the son of man. Then you'll know. That I am he. He's the one. He's the Messiah. He's the one that was to come. And that I do nothing of myself. How, how much me time did Jesus set aside? And he just did what he wanted to do. Uh-oh, I lost somebody. <laughs> Let's get you back. Come on back in. I didn't write this. How much did Jesus say? Now, I've got to have some time for myself. Just me. Do what I want to do. (laughs) He said, I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. When you realize the truth, everything you do just and only for you is a waste. Because not only is it a waste of not accomplishing something better, but it's not going to make you happy either. You think it will, but it won't. It'll leave you hollow. It'll leave you wanting more. Because the only thing that'll satisfy your insides, help me out, pleasing your Father. That's the only thing. Keep reading. He that sent me is with me. The Father, everybody say the Father. The Father has not left me alone For I do always those things that please him. This is an excellent confession. No matter if you've come real short of it in times past, said out loud. I always do the things that please him. Man, do us a world of good if we just say that regularly. 
Even when you, when you looks like you went the wrong way, say, mm-mm, that's not what I do. I just did it, but it's not what I do. I always do those things that please him. Come on, say it out loud with me. I always do those things that please him. Say it another couple of times. I always do those things that please him. One more time. I always do those things that please him. Him. Can you see these two? I don't do anything of myself, and I always do what pleases him. If we want to be like the master, that's, that's how you do. Amen. And it's the happiest life. Yes. It's the most joyous. It's the most fulfilling. It's the most satisfying. In verse uh, 49... Well, actually, verse 38, verse 38, I speak that which I've seen with my father, and you do that which you've seen with your father. He's talking to some of the most religious people of the day, and he winds up telling them that their daddy is the devil. Which is about as politically incorrect as you can get. But the truth is still the truth. People try to say, well, well, we're all children of God. That just is not true. That is not true. Well, we all have the same Father. It is not true. Unless you've been born again, you're not in the family of God. You're in another family. And God's not your Father. It's, it's, it's at least as politically unpopular now as it was then. But you got the truth. And you got what men make up and believe. That's right. I'm staying with what Jesus said. Amen. How about you, you? People change it if they want to. I'm staying with what he said. Amen. There are two families in the earth. We're not all children of the same father. And everybody's not a child of God. You must be born again. And Jesus is the only way. In verse 49... They had accused, when he, when he uh, told them that, that the devil was their daddy, <laughs> and these are preachers, it did not go over well. And they told him he had a devil. They said, devil's not our daddy. You got a devil. And Jesus said, I don't have a devil. Verse 49, but I honor my father and you're dishonoring me. I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeks and judges. Jesus, verse 54, he said, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my Father that honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. It's right for us to want and seek our Father's, our Father God's approval. And we ought to, to care not much for man's honor because we care so much about his honor. Hmm? I mean, it, it will set you free when you quit thinking so much about what other people may think about you. 
Brother Hagen, my father in the faith, he said uh, that the Lord appeared to him on one occasion. If you've read his materials, he ministered to him about ministering to the sick and, and uh, uh, told him what, what was going to happen, laid his hand on him. And, and he said he pled with the Lord not to give it to him because he knew how he'd be ridiculed and mocked and, 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 and persecuted, criticized. He said, Lord, give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. And you may think that's strange, but if you think it's strange because you're not in a place to do it, you don't realize what it is. And uh, he said, the Lord looked at him and said, who will you stand before after this life and give an account of? Me or men? He said, well, you, Lord. And he talked to him about it, and, and he had to make an adjustment that he didn't care so much what people thought about it because it was real to him in just a very short amount of time. I'm going to be standing not in front of men, but in front of the Lord to give an account of did I do what pleased him? Did I do what he said to do? Human opinion is of such little value. And human honor is so fleeting and so fickle. People will try to crown you today and kill you tomorrow. You know it's true. People can change so quick. If you don't believe it, watch the news a little bit. And see who's big today and who's bad tomorrow. Same guy. He was the darling yesterday. Not anymore. He said the wrong thing. He did the wrong thing. He's out. Got to find us a new one. And he'll last about 15 minutes too. So why should we put so much stock in what people think? And people say, what do they know? Anyhow. Do they know what the Lord told you to do? Do they know your insides and what you were made to do? And, and he's not going to hold them accountable for what he told you to do. And you're not going to stand in front of them to give an account. Who are they? What does it matter what they said? Oh, but when the Father is real to you and his honor, friend, it ought to be burning in us. That in a few days we're going to be out of here and the thing that is the most beautiful music our ears could ever hear is to stand before him and to hear. You know it. You know, you know what you want to hear. I didn't even have to tell you. What do you want to hear? Oh, we can't even imagine the glory of hearing that on that day in front of everybody. Calling your name. Saying, well done. Well done. Well done, son. Well done, daughter. You are faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over much. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you think you will be so happy that you did have it in your heart, at least in some measure, to please him? Thank you, Jesus. To do what he wanted you to do.
Said out loud, I live. I exist to please Him. I always do those things that please Him. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Just lift your hand and thank Him for a moment. Father, we thank You. Father, we worship You. Father, we give You glory. 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 Oh, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. John 5, if you'd notice this. Not planning on keeping you too much longer. John 5, 43, Jesus said this. I am come in my Father's name. John 5, 43. And you, you didn't receive me. Isn't it amazing that the master who's involved in the creation of the planet came to the planet and was not received? That just boggles the mind. But it happened. You received me not. If another will come in his own name, him you will receive. This has happened over and over again that some Yehu stands up and says, I'm this, and I'm that. I'm a living God, and I'm this. And a bunch of people rally around and go, yeah, this is it. (laughs) When Jesus came, he didn't say, I'm everything. He said, the Father sent me. And I'm only saying what he told me to say. And I'm only doing what he showed me. Now, he is Everything, but he didn't come that way. He came representing the Father, honoring the Father, showing us how to do it. Verse 44, he said, How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? The scripture tells us. That very soon all the kingdoms of this world are going away. And there's only going to be one kingdom. (laughs) There won't be any more Republic of China. There won't be any more Russian Federation. There won't be any more U.S. of A. There's going to be just one. Just one. The kingdom of of God. Hallelujah. And we ought to be very interested about our place in this king coming kingdom. Jesus talked about it all the time. So much so that the disciples, you remember, they vied, they said, uh, uh, two of them, their mother came and said, would you give my boys a place, one on each side of you? That's how real this was to you. To them. It should be real to us. That everything that's going on here. We have to deal with it right now. But it's fading and it's fading fast. Everything about this world. And it's generations. It's going away. And who. Is going to rule. And reign with him. Who. Is going to have a place. Of honor. Bestowed by him. That's what we ought to be seeking. Hmm? 
Not just how much money we can make. Not what humans we can impress. Can we please our Father? He can be impressed with your faith. He can be impressed with your love. He can be pleased with it. I remember some years ago, we had the opportunity to go and minister out of the country. And there were a number of things that happened, and it was a bit trying. We, uh, we built a little church. Uh, I'm talking about me and the group of people we were with. We preached some tent meetings. There were some healings. There were some miracles. And during the while we were there, there was a complete overthrow of the government. And it was not safe to be in the street, and it was... <laughs> It was tense, brother. And in fact, when we got ready to come home, we couldn't come home. And, and Phyllis was back home in the States, and she's waiting to pick us up, and ain't no plane coming. And, and it was not, you know, you don't enjoy stuff like that. But finally, we got out of there in one piece. And as we're coming back, I'm sitting on the plane by myself looking out the window, thanking God <laughs> that I'm going home. <laughs> Amen. And thanking God. We had had some miracles happen. In the tent meetings. I mean uh, healing miracles. And we had had some salvations. And some good things happen. And, and there were some kingdom things that happened. And I was just thanking the, thanking the Lord. And he spoke to me. I don't mean I heard a voice out, outside. But inside he said. He said son thank you. Thank you for going. And then your head will jump in and go. No he didn't say that. <laughs> he did. Yes he did. Is he your daddy? Is he your daddy? Would he let you know if you displeased him? Yes. Well, if he wouldn't let you know when you pleased him, that wouldn't be a good daddy. All he ever lets you know is if you displeased him, he'll let you know. And when I, I just closed my eyes, it was nighttime and we were on a commercial airliner. And, and I was sitting there and I thought, Father, that's you. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I just, I started, tears came into my eyes. I thought, I'm, I'm glad to do it. And I sensed his pleasure. There's nothing like it in the world. When you sense that he's pleased with you, the sky is bluer. The grass is greener. Everything's more better. Much more better. Everything is different. Why? Because that's why I exist. I don't claim to have always pleased him perfectly. But there have been times. That you sense that he did. And even a time like that where he said. Thank you son. Thank you for going. I'm pleased with this. Oh. Oh. Hey. You can't get that out of a pill. You can't get it out of a bottle. You can't get it out of a fast car. Or a fancy suit or a big house. Come on, y'all, listen. There's nothing else that will do this for you because I was made for this. You were made. We exist to please Him. It's our food. Hallelujah. It's our food. Praise God. John 12, 26. In closing, I think, Jesus said, if any man serve me, let him follow me. Is that you? Come on, hold up your hand. If that's you, you say, I, I serve him and I follow him. He said, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, 
There shall also my servant be, and if any man serve me, him will my father, what? Honor. Honor. You know, he had said long before that, he said, them that honor me, I will honor. His honor doesn't fade. It doesn't change. Men's accolades, one day it's on the front page. Two days later, it's in the bottom of a bird's nest. Cage. Right? You're all this. Today, two weeks, you're none of that. Humans don't know much. Humans are feeling emotional oriented. And most of them are like little children. You can be focused on it, and, you, and, and the devil can say, hey, hey, over here, over here. And they're all over there. <laughs> this is gone and forgotten. Don't let it bug you. If men don't recognize you, if men don't notice you, be secure enough in your God. You don't need it. You talking about getting free? This is getting free, brother. You don't need it. You don't have to have it. You don't need it. What you do have to have. Help me out. Anybody know what you do have to have? I have to have his approval. My father, I have to have him being pleased with me. I have to have, and what I long for is his honor. Hallelujah. His honor. Praise God. I'm my daddy's boy. Stand up with me if you would.